הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ואשר בארץ המה. הוא יפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגן נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם today we're going to do a new few תורות בעזרת השם שואלים את קי"ז העניין שקשה לישון במוצאי שבת the reason why it's difficult to sleep on Saturday night after שבת כי במוצאי שבת מתחיל להתגלות אליהו because on Saturday night begins the revelation of אליהו הנביא אליהו דה פרופט, כמו שאמרו חכמינו, זה גמרא, זה חכמים סיין לגמרא, ערובין, שאין אליהו בא בשבת ולא בערב שבת. אליהו will not come on שבת or on Friday. ובמוצאי שבת יוכל לבוא, אבל on Saturday, on Saturday night, he might, he, he's able to come. ועל כן מאז מתחיל התגלות אליהו. So therefore from Saturday night is the beginning of the revelation of אליהו נביא, because that's the moment he can start coming. ואמרו רבותינו זיכרון ברכה, and it says in the גמרא, or in the Mishnah, in Eduyot, Perachet, En Eliyahu ba ela l'achet ha-mekoravin, ha-mekoravin b'zroa, ul-karem ha-mekoravin b'zroa. Why is Eliyahu Anavi going to come? Eliyahu Anavi is going to come only to distance those who've drawn close by force, and to bring those close who are distant by force. Ya'aynu l'achet ha-shekel ul-karev ha-emet, which means what? In simplicity, to distance falsehood, and to bring close truth. וכמו שאמרו רבותינו תברכה זה חכמים בזוהר, אין פרשת כי תישא, תשאל היי מינה, that a Roman official once asked, כתיב it says in the Torah שפת אמת תיקון עד סן תהילים, that the language of truth shall, will last forever. והשיב לו רבי אלעזר, and רבי אלעזר said back to this Roman official who asked him, or brought his verse, קוננת לו כתיב, It didn't say that the language of truth was established. It said it will be established. It says will be established. In a future tense. Because the truth will in the future be maintained. Will in the future be fulfilled. Meaning, as brought down in the door over there, when Mashiach and Eliyahu come, that's when the future will be brought and fulfilled. The truth will be brought and fulfilled um, in the future, not now. Not Um, before because we see that now Sheker is um, is uh, what do you call it is prevalent more than truth is and, um, and in his days or in his day will be saved Yehuda and Israel the kingdom of Yehuda and Israel when Eliyahu comes then, we'll, then the verse will be fulfilled that the uh, tongue of truth will, will, will be established. I mean, that's when the verse will be fulfilled, when Eliyahu comes and brings in the truth. And he will distance those who were um, brought close by force. Who until now, which is, um, sorry, meaning he's going to, what do you call it, distance those who were brought close by force, which exists until now. Because we see that now the truth isn't residing. It isn't uh, without ulterior motives. There's always falsehood in this world. It's false. And he's going to bring those who are distanced by force, which is the aspect of truth. But he's going to bring those, those close who were meant to be close um, and those who didn't have the chance because they were pushed away by people. 
וזה, and this is why it says, לרחק אל המקורבים ולקרב המורחקים. This is what it means. To distance those who are close and to bring close those who are distant. הנו לרחק השקר ולקרב האמת, meaning to distance the falsehood and to bring close the truth. כי אמרו רבותינו דיון רחב ובכלל חכמים סיין דגמר השבת שקר מקרבים מלב. The letters of the word שקר are close. If you take the word שקר, שין, קוף, and רש, they're all close, they're all next to each other in the alphabet. באמת מרחקים מלב, but the words אמת are the most distant. It's the first, the middle, and the last letter of the alphabet. Yeah, and understand this well, meaning he's going to bring close that which is distant, meaning he's going to bring close the emet, which has its letters distant from each other. And we know the emet is distant from today's world because the emet is something people spit upon. People are constantly false. And he's going to distance that, he's going to bring uh, further that which is uh, sheker, which is close, because all the letters of sheker are close together. And here Eliyahu is coming, behold, to come, to distance the Sheker, which comes from the aspect of the snake, which is called Aruch, cursed. It's brought down in Gemara Bereshit. Or sorry, it's brought down in, uh, in Sefer Bereshit. In Parashat Bereshit. That the Nachash, the snake, is called cursed. And this is Sheker, falsehood. The snake brought death to the world. We know that sleep is actually one sixtieth of death as it's brought down in Gemara Bereshit. So since on Saturday night begins the revelation of Eliyahu, and Eliyahu comes to distance that which is false. So we see that Shekel is being pushed away. Which is what? Death. Um, which we said death is actually one, sleep is one sixtieth of death. So sleep by default is being pushed away. When Eliyahu reveals himself. This is why it's difficult to fall asleep. In the Gemara Kiddushin, kabin leolam, ten measures of sleep descended down to the world. Tishanatlu Avarim, nine of those tenth were taken by slaves. And what is the slave? The slave is what it says in Bereshit, chapter nine. Kenan, Eved Avadim, the slave's slave is Kenan. And we know that Kenan is, is cursed. She comes from the snake. So we see that Canaan, which is a curse, who represents slavery, and we know that slaves took um, nine of the tenth measures, nine of the ten measures of sleep. So we see that sleep, aspect of death, nachash. We see it's all connected to Canaan, for Canaan comes from that aspect of curse, from that curse, from the nachash. And because the Saturday night is the beginning of the revelation of Eliyahu, and this aspect of the snake is being pushed away. For the snake represents Kenan, the slave's slave. So we see that sleep is being pushed away. For sleep was descended down to those slaves. Who is Kenan? Therefore, Eliyahu is the numerical value of Ben, son. For you see, the son is the opposite aspect of Evid, slave. And furthermore, if there's no Da'at, if there's no knowledge, how can there be separation? That is the discerning between that which is false and true, aspect of good and bad, etc. That is that. It's the separation between the two. As we know with the knowledge between good and bad. The knowledge by default helps you understand the difference between good and bad. So you see, Eliyahu is the same numerical value as Ben. Ben is the opposite of Eved. 
So we see furthermore, if there's no dot, there can be no separation. We find that on Saturday night, when there is this separation, we do have Dala Saturday night. This is the aspect of dot. Consciousness. Knowledge. And Abdallah, as we said, because if there's no dot, how can there be separation? Therefore, it's difficult to sleep. For sleep is actually when dot is being taken away from you. Sleep is the aspect of removing that. A person enters into the aspect of emunah. We see. So we see this idea that sleep is the opposite of that. And our habzalah is the time when that is being given to us. So we see that sleep is very difficult in general. For these many reasons, as Rabbeinu brings down, um, we see sleep is difficult on Saturday night. Torah Kufiyot Chet. Kshelomed is a davar when a person studies something. It's very good to explain the thing which you're studying in the language of Ashkenaz, Yiddish. Meaning the language a person understands. For them, at that time, it was Yiddish. For us, it means English, etc. For whatever language a person understands, this is the best way. When a person studies, to explain it in the language you understand. And this is very good to the entire world. And the subject is like this. Every tzaddik of the generation represents an aspect of Moshe. For Moshe represents Mashiach. Until Shiloh comes. What did it say in the Zohar? Shiloh. We see that Shiloh is a reference to the Mashiach. Until the Mashiach comes. And what is Shiloh? It has the same numerical, numerical value as Moshe. So we see that Moshe and Mashiach are the same idea. This is why we see that the Mishnahic stages used to call their fellows by the name of Moshe. Moshe, you said very beautifully. You see that this phrase comes up multiple times in the Gemara as a compliment to the sage when they say something nice. So when a person brings a novelty in the Torah, in the word of Torah, these words which a person is bringing novelties in is the aspect of Moshe Mashiach. How do we know this? The spirit of God is in the verse in Bereshit. What is this reference to? This is the spirit of Mashiach. It's in the verse over there that the spirit of God was hovering above the waters. What is the waters? This is the Torah. This is exactly what we said. Rabban was summarizing the Zohar and explaining it according to what he just said. Because the novelties one brings no, uh, one uh, renews in the Torah. This itself is the aspect of Mashiach. For it's within the Torah that the spirit of the Mashiach is hovering. And what's the spirit we're talking about? The spirit of his mouth. What is the spirit of his mouth? The speaking spirit, as we see in Bereshit, in Unkelus, which is the the Aramaic translation of Nefesh Chaya, living soul. Speaking spirit. For the Mashiach will suffer sicknesses on behalf of all of Am Yisrael. Because of um, our sins, he was stricken. Because of the sins of the generation, Mashiach is stricken. The same is true of every tzaddik of the generation. Because he represents the Moshe Mashiach, he too has to suffer suffering or endure suffering 
on behalf of Am Yisrael, to make it easy for them, for the tzaddik represents the aspect of Mashiach. That he is struck, stricken because of our sins. That he was made unhallowed or mundane because of us. That he was made chol. He has become mundane because of us. And this is what it says. The Savel Marin. The Savel Marin that he um, suffers sicknesses. This is exactly what we said. We go back to the beginning that Rabbeinu told us. A person needs to explain the matter which a person is studying in the language which he understands. Because through this it becomes the aspect of Chol. What's Chol mundane? In the mundane language which you understand. Because when a person explains the Torah in his own language. Because the language which a person is explaining it is mundane vis-a-vis the great level of holiness of the word in its original form. In comparison to the words which emerge from the mouth of the tzaddik, which um, stem from on high. This is why the tzaddik or the mashiach or the tzaddik of the generation, he's mecholal, he's stricken. Cholal comes with the word chol, as we see um, in the Zohar. That he made chol mundane because of us, meaning that you should make the words of the Mashiach, the words of Torah which you renew, which are the asset of Mashiach chol, which is mecholal, because the tzaddik has to suffer. Meaning this understanding of what the Mashiach has to suffer sicknesses is a chidush on what we're understanding that a person has to explain the chidushim which represent the Mashiach in the words of chol in the mundane conversation a person understands in the mundane language a person is commonly speaking. So because through this mecholal. The tzaddik or the Mashiach is stricken. The David Chol, meaning he becomes Chol. Mechol comes the word Chol, mundane. Through this, he Sabem Malin, he endures sicknesses to atone for Am Yisrael. But all of this is specifically because of our transgressions. It's only because of our transgressions, our sins, that we do not understand the words. Only in the language that we in the mundane language that we understand. We, we aren't able to understand the words of the Torah in its original form. And because of this, of our transgressions, who seven marine, the Mashiach suffers sickness and Sadiq the generation has to suffer for us. But according to those exalted people, they do not need this. For they understand the words the way that they are, the way that they emerged from the Sadiq himself. This awesome Torah, um, um, which is a chidush on the word, is about in Shaya, why we need to explain the words of Torah that we study in the language that we um, commonly speak. And the final Torah for today, Kuf Yutet. One who enters the sick person, who visits the sick person, or one who goes to visit the sick person on Shabbat, Omer, Upon entering this room of the sick person, he should say, The Shabbat is capable of compassion. As we see in the Gemara Shabbat, you'd bet, over there. What this means, let's see how Rabbeinu explains. 
When a person needs is in need of compassion, Hashem sends him compassion. So that he should actually have compassion upon another. And through this, um, Hashem, or from above, they give him compassion. Anyone who has mercy upon other creatures, they will have mercy upon him. Meaning, Hashem gives this person compassion so that he should have compassion upon another. And once he has compassion upon another, then Hashem sends this man mercy. Meaning, Hashem sends him the ability to be compassionate to someone else so that once he does this, as in the Gemara Shabbat, that once he has compassion upon someone else, Hashem sends him mercy. This is why Hashem sends him the ability to be compassionate to someone else when a person is really in need of mercy. also He shall give you rachamim, compassion, you'll be compassionate. So we see this idea of what we just explained. Sorry. And the trait of compassion is dependent upon that. Consciousness, that knowledge. As it says, One who has knowledge has compassion. For anger, for anger, which is the opposite of compassion, mercy, is actually because of foolishness. The only reason why a person is attacked with anger is because he lacks that. And he's attacked with foolishness. Anger resides in the bosom of the fools. So we see that anger resides in the foolish people because they, have, they like that. So we see when a person lacks that, he gets into anger. So we see anger is the opposite of Rachamim. For Rachamim only exists when a person does have that. For the Chachamim say, this is why the Chachamim say, anyone who does not have that, it's forbidden to have mercy upon this person. Because if a person has no mercy, he has no compassion. For anger resides in the bosom of the fools, as we saw. Therefore, it's forbidden to have mercy upon him because anyone who shows compassion, they show compassion upon him. But if he has no compassion, it's forbidden to have compassion upon him. We find. This sick person who is in need of compassion, he needs to have compassion upon others. This is dependent upon that knowledge. And Shabbat is the aspect of knowledge. For with regard to all the days of the six days of the week, sorry, chapter 11, the nation strolled about and collected. So with regard to the man, to go to the six days of the week. And what did the Zohar say? That the Shatu is a play on the word Shtuta. That they collected with foolishness. This is with regard to the six days of the week. But on Shabbat, everyone is given Da'at. This is why uh, the people who visit the sick people must say, Shabbat is capable of mercy, of compassion. Meaning Shabbat, which represents Da'at, is able to provide compassion. Meaning what? In the language of a second person form. 
meaning that you should show compassion, meaning not that the Shabbat should compassion, but you should show compassion. That you should have mercy upon others through the doubt which you receive from the aspect of Shabbat. Not that the Shabbat should have compassion. It's able that it should show you compassion, meaning not that the Shabbat shows you compassion, but that you should have compassion because of the Shabbat which grants you that. And now that you have that, obviously you have compassion. And now that you have mercy, it's certain that they should have mercy upon you from heaven. Because all those who have compassion, they have mercy upon you. As it says. And uh, sorry, the final Torah we're going to do, Kufret 120. The reason why a person needs to travel to Tzadik. It's not sufficient to study the works of a reproof um, of the tzaddik. It's not sufficient to study the books of the tzaddik, the rebuke of the tzaddik. So the reason why a person has to travel to the tzaddik is explained in the Torah. It says in Shemot, chapter 17, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, write this as a reminder in the book and place it in the ears of Yehoshua. Meaning what? Because even though Hashem commanded Moshe to write it in the book, Hashem was not satisfied with this just to write in the book. And Hashem commanded Moshe further. Place it in the ears of Yeshua. That Moshe should speak to Yeshua mouth to mouth. For the essential thing is this. That which you hear from the mouth of the tzaddik. It says in the Midrash al Pasuk upon the verse, Shema Israel, listen Israel, it says in the verse over there in Zarin, today you will pass over the, the Yarden, the Jordan, etc. etc. This is what it says in the Midrash, what caused him to say them, uh, to say to them here, Shema Israel, listen Israel, meaning why did Hashem say Shema Israel, listen Israel? Or why did sorry the tzaddik Moshe Rabbeinu um, tell Am Yisrael um, today uh, or Shema Yisrael listen Yisrael today you're going to pass the Yadar? What is the idea of Shema Yisrael here? Listen Yisrael. What is the idea of listening Yisrael here? So the Midrash brings this question. Rabbanin Amri the Rabbah the Chachamim say Lama Adavadome. What is this thing similar to? To a king who betrothed the matron with two pearls. The matron lost one pearl. So the king said to her, You lost the first one, guard tightly the second. The same is true of how God almost married and betrothed Am Yisrael with the two crowns. As we know, that Hashem crowned Yisrael with two crowns. With doing and with listening. We lost the first crown because we lost the first crown of Naaseh doing acting because of the act, the evil act that we did of doing the golden calf. So Moshe told them, You lost Naaseh, guard the Nishma. This is why I said, Shema Israel. Listen, Israel, because now they have to guard the content of Nishma more than ever. Hence, Shema Israel. This is why it says, Shema Israel. This up until here is the language of the Midrash. The Arken, the Rabbeinu goes further. 
This is why, when a person studies from the book, which is the aspect of acting, um, which is the aspect of the crown that we receive, we will do. We, uh, because when we received the Torah, we told Hashem, when Hashem offered us the Torah, we said we will do and we will listen. But we lost that we will do the second we did not act according to properly the Torah told us to act. When we did the golden calf. So we lost the Na'aseh. Um, so therefore, when a person studies from the book, which is the aspect of acting, the studying from the book is the aspect of acting, we don't have the koach as much to awaken ourselves because we lost the, the Na'aseh from this. When a person listens to the mouth from the mouth of the tzaddik himself, this is the aspect of listening, nishma. Because this crown still remains to Am Yisrael. So this is why we must travel to the tzaddik to listen. And even if the tzaddik passes away, as we know the Chachamim tell us, it's still there. As we know the Chachamim tell us that when the tzaddik passed away, they are greater than when they are alive. So we see that there's just still the aspect of listening when we go to the kever of the tzaddik. Even if he's not physically there to tell us, he's still there to give us this aspect that we must listen to. So, Bazat Hashem, may we have the merit to travel to the tzaddik and uh, to constantly renew our connection to the tzaddik, Bazat Hashem. This is it for today, and we'll start next time from Torah Kuf Chaf Aleph.